Hello and welcome to Women in Confidence with me, Vanessa Murphy, HR expert, confidence coach and now podcaster. This podcast discusses all things to do with confidence in life and in work. And this is a podcast for women who want to learn what confidence is, how to obtain it and how to maintain it and learn how confidence can help you grow and flourish. Every week, I introduce you to amazing women who have interesting stories to tell about confidence. Through their stories, insights, hints and tips, you realise that a lack of self-belief or low self-esteem is common and also very human. But by listening to them, you'll take away what they have done to show up confidently on the inside as well as on the outside. It's the 1st of April today, but I promise you this is not an April Fool's. This is actually a bonus episode of Women in Confidence. So welcome and I hope you enjoy this additional episode during the week. I'm joined today by Janet C, who is the principal trainer and founder of Life Habits Consulting Limited. She's also known as the Life Happiness Consultant. She's a multi-certified professional organiser, an image consultant and a hypnotherapist. Janet and her team are passionate about empowering professionals to have it all without having to sacrifice family, health or career. And also she wants you to have fun along the way so that every day clients can wake up feeling more confident, present and grateful. Janet works with individuals and corporations, including stock-listed companies across seven major cities, including London, Los Angeles, Sydney and Hong Kong, which is where she's from. The practice specialises in cross-cultural communication, personal branding, executive coaching and productivity using sustainable habits. After studying and teaching, studying and teaching professional development for 20 years, she's created the Life H system or the Life Habit system, of which we're going to hear a lot more of now. Hello, Janet. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. How are you, Vanessa? I'm good. And welcome to Women in Confidence. Thank you Where for having me. Are, no worries. It's always a pleasure. Where are you recording from today? Where are you coming from? I am from Hong Kong at the moment. Yeah. And actually, whilst I don't necessarily use the video, um, I'm looking at, at Janet right now and she she has a lot of warm clothes on. <laughs> and I'm in Melbourne. And I was just telling Janet before we came on air that um, in Melbourne at the moment, it's about 32 degrees. So we have absolute opposite temperatures. So I'm melting and you're trying to warm up. <laughs> Right. We should get, absolutely get on with the podcast. And I, I say that I ask this question of all my guests because I think it's a really important introduction to you, but also to the subject of confidence. So, Janet, what does confidence mean to you? Mm, confidence is a multifaceted definition to me. It doesn't mean puffing up or anything, but a lot of people would start thinking about confidence being, oh, how I appear or um, strong power poses, but it's multifaceted and it goes deeper. It starts for me in the soul, having confidence and having order within the soul, knowing that they know themselves and they like themselves. And that emanates out into what I call the three spheres of life. So from the soul, the soul is um, when a person truly knows who they are and who's they, who, what their mission is in life. And then the second sphere is their self-image, what we usually think about when we think about a confident person. How do they appear in their appearance, behaviour, communication, and so on. And then the third sphere is the surroundings. How, um, how are they at work? How productive are they? Do they have everything together? 
So these, this is what I feel confidence is. So it's a multifaceted approach to what I call the three spheres of life and having those three spheres in order. So soul, self-image and surroundings. Lovely. That's just a beautiful description of confidence. I've never heard it described as the three spheres of life. Well, let's explore those because that's, that is part of your business. Am I correct? Yes. And, and actually, what, let's use this opportunity then, uh, Janet, to, to tell the, the listeners what it is that you do. Mm, definitely. So the three spheres correspond to three different um, three different spheres of how I work through a system called the life habits system. And at the end of the system, a person goes from chaos to calm and really knowing what they want in life and having the steps to implement how they want to live in their new life. So the soul sphere, when a soul is lightened, they're able to know their true calling in life. And then when a person's self-image is lightened, that corresponds to being truly comfortable in their own skin. And then when their surroundings is lightened, they have more time and their space is tidy and organized and they have more mental white space. So the soul, when we work through the soul, we work through therapy. So as a hypnotherapist, we work through lighting the soul through hypnotherapy. And hypnotherapy is super fast because instead of talk therapy or coaching that takes much longer, this targets the person straight at their root cause. And instead of the monkey mind talking about, oh, I can't do this and all these limiting beliefs, we go straight to where, when was this formed? Where was this formed? And do we still need it? And we change it. So that's the soul aspect. And then the self-image aspect is image consulting. So as image consultants, I work with politicians and leaders on how to, um, how to express their personal brand in a few different areas. The first is their appearance, their behavior, their communication, and not just what is spoken, but how it's spoken, because 80% of it is how it's spoken that is communicated. And then there is the digital presence and etiquette. So that's the self-image aspect. And then the surroundings aspect is as a professional organizer, I love productivity systems. And that's actually how I started the business. And so with productivity systems, having systems in place that are automatic, self-cleansing, and gives you more time, space, and freedom to do the things that you really love instead of opening the closet and Oh my gosh, what should I wear? Or looking at the pantry, it's like, where's the Tupperware lid? And with it being a three, well, you say three spheres of life, do you have to go through each one in order? Is that important to how you coach your clients? Definitely, definitely. So when clients usually come to me, they usually want the two outer spheres, the either the surroundings or the self-image. But if we go through the outer spheres, without going from the soul outwards, then the order isn't created until later. So it's like going backwards. So how I work with clients is working from their soul outwards. And so when their mind is ordered and clutter-free, then naturally they would know what to wear in the morning. They would know that it's clean and it's ironed, so forth. 
Mm. Well, let's talk about each step. So the first one being the soul um, and that sphere of your life. And you talk about hypnotherapy. Mm. Now, I think there's a lot of people, probably me included, until at least a couple of years ago, who didn't didn't really understand hypnotherapy, perhaps thought it was something a bit sort of quirky, maybe a little bit sort of, I don't know, not mainstream, but actually help us understand what hypnotherapy is so you can put some of those myths to one side. So hypnotherapy is a form of psychotherapy and it's used in psychotherapy to help people uncover what they truly feel in their subconscious mind. And what it is essentially is going deep into our subconscious mind by slowing down our brain waves so that when we go through and talk in the hypnotherapy session, and it's just like talking to a to an old friend and the person actually remembers. So when they when we talk in the hypnotherapy session, we skip through all that jargon, all those limiting beliefs, and go straight to things that they might have hidden away or suppressed in the subconscious mind. And throughout the whole hypnotherapy session, the client or what I or the patient is always in control and they always remember what happens. But it's not necessary even if they don't remember what's happened because in the hypnotherapy session itself, the transformation happens. So when people come to me for a hypnotherapy session, say, for example, that is really in line with this, if they want more confidence, then you only need one to three sessions in order to regain that confidence from their soul. And then from their soul, oh, now that you really know who you are, how do we express this in your self-image? How do we express this in the clothes that you wear? Do you have a signature look? Is there um, a language or a vibe that you want to emanate out? And then through the third sphere of surroundings. So that's essentially how hypnotherapy works and how it reflects in the, the three spheres. And you said about um, holding on to something in their subconscious. From a confidence point of view and what you've seen with your patients, what gen, what can be held in your subconscious that is holding you back to be a confident individual? There could be a few things, but generally there are three main things. One is that the belief of I'm not good enough. What I want isn't available to me, but is available for somebody else. And the thing is I'm different from somebody. I'm different from other people. So these are the three main beliefs with I'm not good enough being the main one for people who aren't confident yet. But I do say aren't confident yet because when we do the soul work, we uncover the part of you who is confident because we were born confident. It's uncovering and reconciling that part with us. And can anybody be hypnotised? Most people can be hypnotised. But I, I suppose I guess anybody who comes to you has already opened their mind to the idea anyway of being hypnotized and so I suppose it's a a more easy process yes and there's also a test that I do to make sure that they are hypnotizable Mm. so out from the many years of doing hypnotherapy there was only one person that was not open to hypnotizing 
And because I go back to this hypnotherapy, because I remember being at university and, you know, people going on stage and doing this like crazy stuff like eating onions. And I think without remembering it because hip, hypnosis, but the therapy bit is the bit that you absolutely step into. And that is something that you spent a lot of time training and educating yourself on. That's right. That's right. And are there different types of hypnotherapy? Is there a different approach to hypnotherapy? Um, Yes, there are different approaches to hypnotherapy. Essentially, it is, um, essentially, it's the same, but there are different modalities that I work and integrate into hypnotherapy that becomes more powerful when a person has a slower brainwave and is more receptive to it. Mm. So I integrate modalities like inner child work, shadow work, and looking at their higher self. So those modalities help a person to release the shackles that have that they've been holding on to. And a lot of times they don't realize that they're holding on to it. For example, we're at the beginning of the year or whenever um, this whenever you're listening to this and we have all these goals in our minds, but our subconscious mind, if it doesn't feel safe, it puts a break on it, and sometimes we don't know what it is. So when we're in hypnotherapy, we uncover these breaks that we're putting on without us even knowing. Yeah, that's really interesting. So are you saying then that you can subconsciously put a break on you, on building your own confidence? Yes. Even though that's what you want? Yes. Wow. Or anything else in particular, or anything else really. Yeah, that's really interesting. I suppose your then your three-step system or your three spheres of life take people through that whole journey so that they can break down their barriers. So when you're working with your clients or your patients, sorry, for the hypnotherapy, how do you know that they are they, they've done their first the soul and that they have worked on their soul. How do you know they're then ready to move into the self-image sphere of life? Mm-hmm. That's a really good question because I work through a program called the Life Habit System and it's 90 days long. So it's basically three months and each month we work through the three different spheres. And with each through each sphere, we segment through five different steps. And so that makes up the life habit system. So after three after three sessions, I'll be able to assess whether or not they are able to move on to the next sphere. And because the program is 90 days and it's very tailored to them, if they choose to continue working on the soul sphere, we can continue doing that. But it's designed to go through all three segments. And some might be shorter, some might be longer, depending on the actual person. Okay, so people move then from sphere one into sphere two around self-image. And you talked about image consultancy, not only their physical, you know, their clothes and their outward appearance, but you talked about how they come across their presentation. Tell me a bit more about that. And, and particularly with the um, the slant of, of confidence and the listeners who might be thinking, well, okay, well, self-image to me is the expression of confidence. It also delves into why it's so important to start with soul because people, when they think of a confident person, how it's expressed, they might think, fake it till you make it, and that doesn't work. We're talking about 
image consultancy and um, just how can having an external image fit into confidence? Because so what I was saying was confidence is often deemed to be the external view of somebody. And that goes against everything that you said right at the beginning. You said, well, actually, confidence really starts in the soul. But for most people and for people who probably come to you, self-image is a thing they want to fix. So I suppose in your three spheres of life, focusing on self-image, how do how do you working in that space help your clients with confidence? That's a really good question because when a person feel essentially if when a person feels good, they they naturally emanate out a confident vibe. So when a soul is lightened, then they know they're confident. And then when their self-image, how we reflect that is by the clothes that they wear, how they fit, and also their um, executive presence. So people would think as, as an image consultant, it's firstly what they wear, how they wear it. And there's a few different ways as an image consultant to make sure a person looks good all the time. It's the colour that suits them and knowing what cut suits them. So different body shapes, you can say. So that's the appearance aspect. And then there's the aspect of how a confident person feels to another person. And that's the unsaid thing that many um, image consultants don't know about unless they also are trained in therapy as well. So how a confident person feels through their image is the way that they are able to look into another person's eye, how they hold themselves, which is deportment, and being consistent with their true self so that they don't have micro-expressions that might leak that they are not confident inside and they feel like an imposter. So that's why it's so, so important that I always talk about going from the soul and then the self-image in regards to confidence. Mm. And that bit about being consistent is is so important. And and you talked about these sort of micro shows that the fake it to make it. I suppose you're faking, but actually inside is a very very different story. And the, hence you go back to the soul. Have you got a tip that you can just hand out now that around self image that anybody who's listening thinks they they could try to help with their confidence? Many many people especially young people, the increasing trend is that we have um, a hunchback and that portrays a person who is not confident. So when you think of a confident person, they have a straight posture. So very, very easy is a step where an exercise that you can do is put yourself against a wall, your back and head and shoulders and tailbone and feet against the wall and make sure that it's all straight. And then you'd probably feel very uncomfortable if, if it was me. I, I was very uncomfortable at first. And then walk away keeping that posture. And now maintain that posture throughout the day if you can. And go back to the wall if you do need a little refresher. And that, through confidence, um, that really expresses to another person confidence through their self-image. Mm, that's really And almost... 
sort of easy to do in many respects, certainly easy to try. And then, then the hard bit, I suppose, is maintaining it and maintaining that posture because it will be tiring, I suppose, initially if you're not used to standing in that in that way. But thank you for that. That's great. So we're now in the second sphere of life around self-image. The third sphere is around surroundings. And you said this is really how you got into this line of work because you were a professional organiser. Is yeah. that correct? How did you get into pro- professional organising in the first place? Uh, my boss has always said, you're really organised, Janet. And one day I was thinking, oh, how do I become more organised? Because I'm the type of person, probably like many of the listeners here, who are type A and always wanting things to be better, be better. And so I was thinking, oh, how can I be better at my job? And, of course, time is a, is a finite um, finite resource. So I think, how can I manage my time better? And so that naturally led into managing my space better and setting up things that are automatic so that I don't need to waste time going back and doing repeated steps. And so that's essentially how I got into professional organizing. And then uh, from professional organizing, I realized, oh, I want to niche down into one area. And then it came into image consulting. And then from image consulting, I felt that women wanted to appear confident, but they weren't confident. And so that's how I got into therapy. That's essentially how Life Habits Consulting was born. And you talked about productivity systems. Is that, are you talking about IT systems or just habits? What do you mean by productivity systems? Mm-hmm. So productivity systems can be digital and can be physical as well. So for example, if you uh, look around your surroundings right now, you have systems in place. And if you look around everything in your surroundings, I bet you 80% of it is clutter. And the definition of clutter is an undone task. So it might be an eraser or an elastic band that's out of place, doesn't have a home to go back to. So when a person's surroundings is clutter-free and is streamlined, then you know where every single item is. And another person who comes into your space would know where every single item is as well. So a really recent cool project that I did was helping a stock-listed company move from one building to their own building. And they were going green and they were going paperless and hot-desking. And they were an insurance company, which meant that paperwork was a huge factor to their business operations. And so we were trying to work out what the best productivity system was for them so that people of different departments know where everything is and know where to put it back. And are you still working on that project or is that finished now? That's complete. Wow. That's, that sounds like a big project, but exciting for somebody who is really into productivity systems. I didn't even know there was a profession around professional sort of productivity sort of organizer. So yeah, I find this podcast has opened my eyes to so many things. Okay, so you've got your three life habit systems, and you you said you, they underpinned by five further steps. Is that correct? Yeah. Do you want to talk about what's underneath these three systems a little bit more, so that anybody listening can understand and perhaps you know be really interested and maybe seek you out a little bit more? Thank you, Vanessa. So the five steps that underpin this is the life habit system, and each it's 
uh, L-I-F-E-H, which represents life habits. And each one, the first one represents lighten your load. So lightening everything from your space that we talked about, your self-image, what are some supposed things that we don't need anymore? Is it the good girl or is it the perfect girl or maybe scapegoat? Those those things that we attach to our self-image, we don't need them anymore. And then our soul, things that we carry in our heart and our soul, those disappointments that and those beliefs that we don't even realize that are stopping us from moving forward. So lighten L, lighten your lighten your load. And then the second one is intention setting. And a lot of times when people think of goal setting, especially in our personal professional development sphere, we think of goal setting and that's really important. But if we have the things that are burdening us and um, pulling us down, then intention setting becomes uh, one step forward, two steps back. So that's why lightening your load is very important. So number two step is intention setting. Number three is filling up your life with systems. So at the beginning, we talked about having more time and having more space and freedom and using automatic systems to fill up your space. And that, that is number three step, fill your life with systems. Number four is editing your systems often. So we go back and assess whether or not they still work because our lives are so busy. We might have kids, we might have jobs. We need to assess whether or not this chapter in our life, whether or not these systems are actually serving us. And then number five, H, is have fun. And having fun is such an important element and maybe one of my favourite ones, aside from lightening lightening the load. Um, Having fun is making sure that we're really enjoying life and not seeing this as another to-do or another project that we need to do and really enjoying life to its fullest. Mm. Have fun is one of my values, so I'm totally on board with that. Um, I want to go back to lighten your load. And when you overlay it with the soul, self-image and surroundings, with the clients that you work with, do you find there's, there's one area out of those three that is harder to lighten? Does that make sense? Mm, yes, yes. It would have to be, it would have to be the soul because they don't realize how much that they're carrying it in their soul that is reflected in their self-image and surroundings. For example, a, a woman who's just had their second child, they might still be holding on to that dress that they wore pre-pregnancy. It's like, ah, oh, I really want to fit back into this dress. And they're actually holding on to this belief that they would be happy if their weight is whatever it is. And so that's reflected in their self-image. Oh, I have to be a certain weight. And then reflected in their surroundings, they're still holding on to that dress. Mm. So I guess that's why you start with the soul again. That makes a lot more sense now is that you, you, you absolutely have to start with what's going on in here, the root causes before you can then start thinking about why am I holding on to this drawing that my child painted when they were two, you know, that sort of thing, which is in my world, I've got a stack of paintings, but maybe there's something in my soul that I need to explore, you know? So have you been through this system? Do you, or do you do it on a regular basis? 
Yes, I did it last weekend. I did the soul aspect of it last weekend. And there are different layers. And when people talk about the healing process and they talk about, oh, this is another layer. And sometimes you go back to that layer from a higher perspective. And it's just a different perspective of looking at things. And yes, I have been through this process my very self. And when I created the system, I actually created it from the outside in. But I realize it's more effective from the inside out. And my clients have gone through this process from the inside out, just cuts through years of just going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Mm. So whilst it's a 90-day process, it's something that can be done again and again if something isn't feeling right or something's showing up. Is that, yeah? That's right. That's right. Okay. Well, I'm going to ask you a question now about, about you. How confident do you feel? Oh, I think the more exact question is how much do I like myself? And most of the time I like myself, but honestly, there are times when my imposter kicks in and I go, oh my gosh, maybe I shouldn't post that. Or maybe I'll be checking my Instagram post for likes and only five likes. Um, so, So it's recognizing that There are stages where I am confident and also not confident as well in in regards to um, how worthy I feel towards things that I want. Mm. So to be very honest with you, sometimes yes, sometimes no. But it sounds like you're aware of it. Yes. Yeah, and I guess the awareness piece is a really first step in in actually becoming confident because you're aware when you're not confident. Yes. And I think to me, confidence is also having faith that things will work out and how much a person likes themselves. Mm. Mm. I've had a lot of guests on here who talk about this, um, just knowing that things will work out. And it's a reflection of their confidence, I suppose, in themselves. And as you said, you know, liking yourself. If you like yourself, you pretty much guarantee things are going to work out for you. Yes. And knowing when the imposter kicks in and making sure that the imposter has a place in our lives that is proper, proper and ordered. So sometimes the imposter might kick in and it would be useful. For example, something that I'm putting out on social media or in my newsletter and the imposter goes, yeah, that's not good enough or that's not clear. And then I go back, oh, actually, that is. So it's working with the imposter or maybe the not confident me and realising, hey, that is something that I can improve on. So as we get to the sort of final few minutes of the podcast, Janet, what's your one piece of advice that you can give to anybody who's listening who just thinks, just want to work on my confidence? What can I learn from Janet? So what's the one thing you would share with the people? Start from the inside out. Not start from knowing yourself first. That's lovely. I mean, it's so simple, isn't it? It's just know yourself, um, and that message comes through with all my guests. It's a, definitely a theme, but how people do it is is very very different. How can people find out more about you, Janet, and your life habits business? Sure. So you can find out more about me at my um, Instagram handles or my website. And it's all the same, Life Habits Consulting. And that's the same for Instagram as well and Facebook. And if if the listeners here want, 
I have a special gift for you. It's lifehabitsgift.com. And there you can find a workbook that takes you through the very first and foundational step of lightening your load. And this segments through the three different spheres, soul, self-image, and surroundings. And it's a workbook that people go through. And people, after they go through this workbook, they're able to attract things into their lives that are very quick. And also it's things that they never thought was possible. So that's my gift for the listeners here today. So lifehabitsgift.com. And I'll put all those details in the show notes. Now you you distracted me because you talked about attracting things. So what do you, what do you mean by that? So people can attract things quickly. Mm-hmm. So the whole point of going through the life habit system is to get them to their own version of life happiness. And their own version of life happiness is not where they want right now. And it uses the power of the law of attraction or manifesting, not in a woo-woo sense, but in a sense through these three spheres that when they have space for it in these three spheres, then they're able to attract it in. So for example, a a client called Alicia, she was able to attract a new job and started dating after a a long while of not being able to. And so these are the, this is the magic of lightening the load. Mm. I like the, oh, I love the fact you talked about she created space so that she could then start dating. Um, And did you say a job as well or or more Mm. work? So by going through these three steps, you're creating a space for opportunities to enter into your life. Yeah, amazing. Well, Janet, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it and um, hope you're warmer. Now we've got you warmed up (laughs) and energized. Um, So thank you very much for being on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. It's a great opportunity.